filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, a Labor Day special from Philadelphia. It's Dara Richie O'Brien. Dara, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're fantastic. And by us guys, you mean myself, everybody's buddy, Gavin, filibuster freestyle host, and live from Charlotte with me, Cindy Harrington, a very sleepy Cindy Harrington at 1 o'clock in the afternoon here on Labor Day. Correct. We had a long night of baseball and fun times in Charlotte last night, and unofficial sponsor of the week, Zeta Janes, who delivered some life-saving brunch to us via me going to get it, because we just weren't going to get over there before the pod started. And Dara has a, uh, is it okay to say boozy play date? Is that okay to say, or is that? Yeah, sure. But like, not a play, like your, your, your children will be involved as well, like you're not, you don't call your own, so, your own social gatherings play dates. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm getting together with some friends with our kids, and there'll be one. I love it. Well, it's a great way to close out the summer, as they say. Uh, tomorrow is no uh, no white jeans, no white shoes, no white pants, right? Is that kind of how it still works? Those are the those are the rules, but um, and I'm fine with that. I'm ready for summer to be over, guys. Really? That's actually a hot take. Hot hot take. Don't. <laughs> Summer's fine, but really the fall is when I'm my best self, so. I hear that. I love the fall. Hoodies and, like, crisp air and sweaters and, you know, football, pumpkin things. I'm very basic. <laughs> pumpkin things. <laughs> I like it. All right, well, I'm bearing the lead here. The The purpose of today's show is we, with the three of us, never really finished our, what is it, season four, season five? Season four of Southern Charm, you know, we did, I think we did two pods, maybe even three pods, and then we missed at least an episode, and then we missed the two-part finale, and I think the fact that I can't even remember what season it was speaks to what my thesis is here today, which is, can we or anybody else, can the Whispering Aileen's, can Andy himself, Andy Cohen, can anybody save Southern Charm from what seems to be like a Jersey Shore-esque fizzle into obscurity? Uh, that's my thesis. Um, do you guys agree with me that there was a definite downstep in, in it being interesting this year, Dara? Yeah, I mean, it did kind of end with a bit of a thud. Like, it wasn't, I mean, we've had some really good finales in years past, and this didn't really measure up. Like, Thomas and Catherine, you know, were got back together for like a hot minute, Um I mean, I will say those two do have chemistry, but they are terrible for each other, as we've, we've yes. discussed nauseum on this spot. But, um, I, yeah, like, the big thing was just, like, Shep stormed off, and, and then they were kind of like, oh, like, you, we were led to believe that maybe they were going to rekindle their romance. But, as we all know, like, in the social media world... We all know what they're up to all the time, so it's like you can't really get us with that. Do you think half the problem with the show being suspenseful is that the show's obviously taped, and then time elapses, and since we or our others are following these people on Instagram or, or, or Twitter or whatever, we know that like Craig and Naomi made it. We know that 
they love the fresh guys. We know that Gizmo, the cat, is not a single, you know, the product of a broken home. So it takes a little bit of the suspense out of the reality TV and the tea. Reality TV is so based on like the teasers, right? Like the cliffhanger endings, the will that they won't they. Right. And so if you already know the answer because you're living in the present too. <laughs> yeah, like with the with the reunion, it's like they taped the reunion and then they were all posting and snapping after the reunion aired. Like they taped it after they taped it. Yeah. So like, Naomi posted, for example, a picture of her and Catherine together like uh, clearly partying and at the like i think the caption was fake news or something like that so then i'm like but i just now i'm watching this reunion and i'm going through like whole thing with you and then i just feel like is it real is it not real like i I don't know but now it's too late like i won't know until next season right 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 and like can you refresh us all here in the filibuster freestyle what was the kind of the end there of the the real or not real? Like, what was a cliffhanger this year? What was kind of like the... It was just Thomas and Catherine. Like, will they or won't they, like, rekindle their romance? It was just... It was lame. That was it. That was literally it. Right. And then Chef off, right? Cindy, am I remembering all of it? I, I think like- so. Uh, yeah, I think they were kind of leading into Shep's new show as well. I think Craig right. and Naomi, you know, they had said that they were together, but it was still rocky, and they kind of said they were still working on their relationship. Yeah. Um, I think it was like sort of Catherine and Landon where they, you know, going to make amends and, and move on. Um, and then Cam's baby. Cam's baby. And that's okay. So that's, so yeah, not, not, none of that was like super duper compelling. And Oh, and Austin and Chelsea, like would they get back together? And they're open to it, but it sounds like what Austin's into right now is just being famous and just plowing, <laughs> plowing the fields, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, well, I want to do maybe a little bit of a character analysis because, I, I mean, I went from, you know, before season three, I mean, Daryl, you were like, Dad, you got to watch this show. we got a podcast about it. And it's such, I mean, it got great ratings for the filibuster freestyle in terms of hits, like literally hits of like listens, plays, etc. cetera. Uh, got Cindy, you know, completely out of the woodwork, you know, and now she here she is hanging out in the studio. Correct. I mean, so... <laughs> I mean, the show has staggering drawing power to bring people together, both literally, figuratively, and everything in between. And now, a year later, we're talking about, is this show even interesting anymore? Um, do you guys think the show's jumped the shark? I, yeah, it's, you know, the storylines are just getting getting old, you know. And again, yes, the social media plays a part into it because you know what's happening in real time. Yeah. Uh, I think Whitney really needs to step in and save it if he's going to, but I, they're also branching out to other franchises like, you know, Savannah and I think they're doing a New Orleans one too. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean the, the Southern Charm brand? Yes, yeah. sorry. Um, so I don't know. I think they're they're expanding too much. I don't think Southern Charm Savannah was all that great. Oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Did I watch every episode? Yes. Well, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Naturally. Correct. I love it. So I guess my thought would be, and Dara, do you agree that it's with Sydney's assessment? Yeah, it seems like they're using this as like the launching pad for a new franchise, a la like Housewives. Um, but I, they they need to bring in some fresh people, some fresh storylines next year if they want to continue to have this be like the mainstay of the franchise. Because right. I think like this dies, then what does it say about the remainder of the franchise that they're clearly looking to do? 
Right, because I mean, like, if you look at the whole Jersey Shore thing, and that was obviously a much bigger national phenomenon, and therefore the backlash was going to be bigger too. But they were ultimately shallow, one-trick pony type people who became predictable, boring, and annoying. Right. So this is what these guys are in danger of doing, especially if uh, like someone like Whitney isn't going to step in, especially if they can't replace people. I mean, who's compelling? Shep. He's getting his own show. Um. And then I guess Cameron's compelling, and I think people would, would in some ways watch her be a mom, but is it even the same show? Is it the same audience? But like, is she, so here's how I feel. Like, T-Rev and, and Whitney need to be, like, cameo people only. Like, T-Rev does not need to be a main character next year. It's enough. What I would like to see is, <clears throat> like, you still need your chef and your Craig and Naomi and mm-hmm. your Cam and, like, that whole crew – but I feel like they become, like, the senior-level roles. And now you need to bring in some more, like, new, younger people, too, to balance it out. So, like, you know, they dabbled with a couple of people. But, like, give you know, get some new people. I say I'm on board with Chelsea and Austin staying on. But just what? who else you got? Like, bring in a couple new, fresh people to stir things up. I'm also interested to see what Catherine is like without Thomas, like in that, in her storyline, like, does she date? Who does she date? Mm. So yeah, her, her doing like, anything <laughs> romantic with anybody other than Thomas would get people to care again. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, you know, when, you know, when it probably dawned on me that the season was completely lost and, or somebody owed her a favor was when, uh, Pat, Patricia, Whitney's mom, and her friend, whose name is Jaja, I think, they were selling their caftan line, and basically they used episode four as like the caftan launch party, um, which, I don't know, you guys can talk about the caftans if you want, but when, 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 when poor Michael the butler is the highlight of the season because he's made another exquisite drink, which I've lost the name of it now, but I mean, he should have... What is it? The, the bourbon slushy, which did Yeah, look bourbon good. slushy. Michael should have a show called Bourbon Slushy and more, and he should just make drinks for Pat and and other people, and it would be phenomenal. Yeah. So that's one of my like angles is can we play up Michael? Can we get Michael some love? Why did they? Why don't they ever have him to be the bartender on Watch What Happens Live? That's they oh my god! See that's see that's a, that's a genius idea. So, genius. so everybody listening, you heard it here first. Philip for Freestyle, Pundit Dara, Richie O'Brien, Michael should be bartending on Watch What Happens Live. See that's a hot take. A good one. You're ready for summer to be over, and Michael should be the bartender on that show. And Bravo, two hot takes. Um, would you guys follow around JD more if JD were like more prominently involved? I feel like his interactions with other human beings in Charleston is probably really, really funny in a slapstick kind of way. I I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I do want to peel back that onion a little bit. Like I like was ready to write him off after the season before and now after the season I'm like JD is the voice of reason slash we saw those pictures that again my friend Mara yeah my friend Mara's like sent remember I sent those to you guys yes yes and and it was T-Rav and JD and doesn't doesn't T-Rav like sorry wasn't JD's shirt like the sweatiest shirt ever drenched (laughs) gross Um, but also made me be like what is JD like out on the town, Sans Elizabeth? Like, what is probably not good, probably bad. Which means it's probably very watchable. Exactly. For sure. All right, so we want more JD. 
I think if Austin and Chelsea, they certainly will come back. I think they can't date. Like, I think they need to do – I would love to see Chelsea just, like, talking tough to, like, you know, at the end of the year when – I forget who he was even talking to, but Craig, uh, Austin had some girl on his lap or something, and then, like, Chelsea basically, like, put him in his place afterwards. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't get to do that. Like, I just think her talking tough around town could be kind of fun. Yes, I agree. She can have that sort of cam level of shooting people straight. Yeah. Speaking of cam, like, I swear to God, if she has this baby, it doesn't break on the freaking show, then you, then, then, then I'm, I'm starting a petition to get her off the show. Because then why are you here and why am I watching you? Like, right. I really need, like, a glimpse of Jason this year. I need to see that kid. I, I, I need something. Right. It's true. It's that'll, true. that'll get people watching, too, because people like Amber. Isn't she due um, right when they're filming? She's due, like, in October or November, I think, right? Right, yeah. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's when they film. So, God, did she plan that that way? Ooh, that's kind of crazy. Well, let's hope that she did. That means that you're going to see some Jason, and you're going to see some little baby Cameron and Jason. What's her last name? Uh, Wimberly. Yeah, little baby Wimberly. That just flows right off the tongue. The baby, yeah. the baby boy Wimberly show. I mean, that'd be great. Hashtag facts only. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. So, I, I mean, I don't know where we go next. I mean, I think I think the JD angle is not bad. I, I feel like is Chef even going to be around anymore, or do you guys think his show will catch up? Will like take off? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I, I think it's a good idea on paper, bad in practice. Like, what is really? Yeah, you know, Shep's actually, and I know he's, like, beloved by many and all, and I, I'm not going to, you know, especially to you two guys, I'm not going to try to pick a fight against Shep, but one, he's kind of, he's definitely, de- he's definitely kind of showed us the depth of who he is unless he's actually going to pretend, like, sorry, get over not being vulnerable and, like, show some other actual side of him, but, like, the, the him hammered, sleeping till one, you know, trying to reform his life for, like, one week out of a year at a time, uh, Whatever happened with him and Chelsea and that whole dust up, which was like, I, don't, I think social media was not really happy with either her description of what happened out back or him basically committing assault but getting away with it because he's Shep. Um, right. None of that went really well for him to go into a dating show that people would take seriously. I also feel like I know what this show is. Like I have a little bit of inside scoop and yeah. I also feel like even if I didn't have the inside scoop, I could predict like what the show is going to be. So it's like he goes around to different cities and he goes on dates. And then whoever I think he's most interested in, he brings back to Charleston, presumably to meet like some Southern Charm cast members. I bet you like, you know, Patricia's going to show up or Whitney or somebody. But Cameron probably. Um, yeah. I, I, it's going to be like he's it's going to come down to some 22-year-old and then, a, like, a, an appropriately aged woman who's probably, like, 37 or something like his age. And then it's going to be like, well, what do I do? Like, I, I just – I see how this is all going to play out, I feel. Yeah. It's like it's The Bachelor with Shep. Right. 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 Exactly. And is he going to choose the appropriately aged woman? No. He's going to choose the 22-year-old. They'll sleep together for a week and it'll be over. And then it won't work. And then there'll be season two of Sleeping with Shep. Sleeping with the Shep and me. Right. Right. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> Definitely. Do we know what it's called? Relationship. Relationship. I knew there was definitely a pun involved. Wordplay. <laughs> That's Word... also his Instagram handle. Relationship? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, good to know. Hashtag facts only part two. Um, 
what are you guys excited about? Like, so we weren't excited about Southern Charm, Char- uh, Savannah. They were the worst. I couldn't even give that one like more than a half an hour. Um, like someone on my TV, I feel like I've said this before, that is like aspirational. Like I, I don't, I want someone that like lives in this sort of like dreamy fantasy world that, you know, maybe I don't want to live in it, but like I want to visit it for an hour every week or a half an hour every week. I, I didn't like any of those people. I didn't think like anyone was, although I do have to say, did you see, did you watch the whole thing, Cindy? No. There there was one really good part to the Savannah part where there was this couple, Catherine and another Catherine, and um, her boyfriend, whose name is going to escape me, I forget. Lyle, I think. Lyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, they've been dating since high school. She's clearly on a different level in terms of like wealth and family status and stuff. Like her dad's a prominent doctor and, but they've been dating since high school and her parents love him. And yeah, he moved from Atlanta back to Savannah because he's like, I want to marry Catherine and whatever. So she clearly is like in a complete, I'm not saying she doesn't care for him, but like she's in a completely different headspace. Like she's not that, she's definitely not interested in getting married like anytime soon. She's, went through the whole thing on the show, like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I'm like, girl, you're like 30 years old, but okay. whatever. Yeah. So he, on the last episode, goes to her parents, asks for her hand in marriage. They say yes. He goes to propose to her, like, on the show, like, and she walks away and refuses to let him propose, pulls him into this boathouse and is like, do not do this to me. Do not do this to me. I am not ready for this. Like, freaks wow. out. And then go to this like party that's supposed to be their engagement party and oh they weren't engaged it was really awkward so i'll say that was the one highlight. see that's actually that's watchable yeah for sure but like was that the finale that was it was it the finale though yeah yeah that was the finale yeah see that's almost one where like they're so interested that if you led with that right the right. beginning of the year maybe people are in you know, very right. true. Anyway, because like you know, even like season three of Southern Charm, they teased the end of the year dinner. Yeah, you know, like I mean, when Chef was basically verbally oh, yeah, assaulting there was no everybody this year. Yeah, there were no wonderful words of wisdom this year. I mean, there was just. But anyway, you got to go with your when you're breaking in a new a new franchise and new characters. Show me the the failed engagement party first, yeah. and then I'm right. I want to know either working backwards or forwards what happens what happens right. Right. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. I, I think that pretty much sums it up. I just they they got to reboot it. They got to reboot it hard. Um, they got to find a way to get to the essence of it being interesting again. And yeah. and, and right now it wasn't. It wasn't. And I was really psyched to talk about Southern Charm a year ago. And this year I found us. You know, thankfully, you know, your friend Kathleen um, met Shep, and that episode yep. was a lot of fun to get her. You know, dealing with Shep in person. I mean, that was. You know, that one really kind of kept us going. But then we took off like eight weeks here. And yeah. one of the reasons why I'm going to get into it in a minute before we let you go, Dara, but um, these guys got to – if they're going to do a season five, they got to do it right or it's going to be the last one and they're going to be the Snooky of 20, 2018. And no one wants to be Snooky 2018. No. Definitely not. I don't even want to be Snooky 07. And she was popular <laughs> back then. Um, so for the last eight weeks or so, your husband and I, Dan O'Brien, have been doing Wine Wall and Dragons, a Game of Thrones podcast. And I want to ask you two things. One, 
Can you give us your firsthand account of when he locked himself out of your home after the week, <laughs> the week five or six pod that we did? Because uh, we've, heard, we've heard his version. I want to hear your version because your phone was off. Your phone was on silent. I actually felt bad for him because he texted me and was like, man, my battery's about to die. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, swore on the podcast. Sorry, everybody. But I was like, oh, crap. I should call Dara. But like write the voicemail, you know. Yeah, my the show ended I went to bed he was going to do the podcast and I was like okay so I go to bed and I always put my phone on silent like I just click on the thing on the side because I don't know sometimes I'm in text chains and stuff like that yeah. and you're yeah. so I just put it on silent and I went to bed and I sleep very soundly and <laughs> so then I woke up like an hour later and it was like, or maybe it was like one thirty. It was like two hours later. And I was like, why isn't he in bed yet? Did he fall asleep on the couch? Then I went downstairs and like all the lights are on, TV's on, no Dan. And I'm did something happen to him? Like, is he, then I was like, is he out back? I don't know. So I look out back and all the lights are off. And then I turned the light on and he's just sleeping in a chair. And I was like, oh my God, did he have a heart attack? <laughs> So then I went and I like touched him and he's like, oh, thank God. And I was he's like, I locked it up. I called you 37 times and I was like, my phone was on silent. So oh, anyway, man. yeah. It's a good thing that you didn't lock the door. I closed the door behind you because then you both would have been out. Like, Right. Well, no, he definitely like on his, the thing is, is you can't, you have to lock it and then pull it shut. Like you can't open the door unless it's unlocked so yeah. when he came out it was unlocked but i think just force of habit because when we walk out the front door we like switch the whatever yeah anyway. i feel you no yeah yeah so <laughs> but it was i felt terrible but i mean were you pretty confused when you woke up or was just kind of standard like i mean yeah i was like where is he and I, I just thought he fell asleep downstairs then i went downstairs and he wasn't there i was like where is he? Yeah, the like, text the text messages he was sending to myself and Dan Ruddle were priceless. And then he's like, and my phone's going to die. Have a nice <laughs> sleep, guys. <laughs> and then speaking of like confusing situations, you bravely decided to jump on the Game of, Thron- Game of Thrones train in season seven. Um, <laughs> after 60 episodes of the show had already run, uh, 60, maybe more than that. Um, and you also didn't even see every single episode this year. So what brought you in? How confused? What, what was it like to watch a show that you clearly missed a lot of background story on? Um, it was fine. I, I, here's the thing, like, right, there's a million backstories, and you could, I don't need to know every single backstory. I just feel like I need the broad strokes. I personally feel like I came in at a great time. It seems like they're really giving the fans what they want, <laughs> and I, Dan, on the, I missed, only missed episode two, yep. and Dan was like, okay, so that guy, and he starts going into some detailed storyline, and I was like, I don't, what is that? Is that an episode two? I didn't see episode two, and he's like, you missed so much, and there's just no way for me to catch you up, and I'm like, I'm not asking you any questions. I'm fine living in my, just whatever, whatever I see on the screen is what I see on the screen. I may have a clarifying question here and there, but generally I understand what's happening. So who do, like, like who, do you, awesome. who do you enjoy on the show? Who do you, like, dislike? I mean, you're coming, again, you're coming in. Late, so you get fresh opinions on all these people. Uh, who were some I of your? Think, I mean, I love Daenerys and Jon Snow. Big fan of the final finale incest. Big fan. So you're um, on board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I loved the Arya and Sansa storyline. 
And I felt like I knew, like, that Sansa wasn't that stupid. Like, I was like, she's a smart girl. She's already on the little finger. Like, I just didn't see her being... But, again, because I didn't know all... Like, I, Dan was like, you know, they haven't always seen eye to eye. They have kind of a rough past. But because I didn't know any of that, I was just like, Ari would never fall for, like, getting caught by Littlefinger, Sansa's too smart for this, like, so maybe I just had, like, a different viewpoint on things, because I was just kind of taking them as I saw them, but. Yeah, I think that's probably right, because I think Littlefinger had just been one step ahead of everybody for, like, the first six years, that you right. just, you just figured that even if it was out of character for those characters to be at each other's throat, like, he wouldn't be so dumb as to, like, just fall for that simple of a trap, but he, he was in the end, which was just kind of also off character because he always was like shrewd so they right. probably owed us another scene or two of dialogue in terms of either showing us conspiring with him or the, us conspiring with each other against him or but anyway but all right well that's interesting that you okay, so you're on board cindy are you on board with the whole john snow Daenerys thing yes you're on board too okay yeah. so like not a real hot take but i i'm a big fan of jamie lannister too i hope he goes with the good guys Next. I think he essentially. I mean, again, so Dan much believes that so Dan much has happened. Yeah, a big supporter of that as well. But Jamie's face turn has been basically, you know, it, it's been on an upward arc for seven seasons. He's obviously had some fits and starts and things that he had to do because you know, family comes first and sworn honor and all that. You know, that old chestnut. But <laughs> I do think Jamie's going. You know, team face. I actually think Tyrion might go team heel. Not to go too deep into this. But I just I'm so over Cersei being alive and, and her continuing to be like the troll politician that like, you know, we're living with that in real life too, where every time we think that they've trolled as hard as they can troll, they troll harder. And like she just finds a way to like, yeah, White Walkers, well, we're screwed either way, so I might as well be queen until they eat me. You know, like right. what a short sighted viewpoint of, of the world. I know. So on character, I feel like for her. She's just like the worst and doesn't seem to have any redeemable qualities that I've seen so far. Maybe they could put Cersei Lannister on Southern Charm to spice it up just to bring things full circle. (laughs) Perfect. That would be really good. I think, you know, Shep could learn a lot about manners if, uh, you know, the mountain were around. You know what I mean? Her and Cam raising their babies together. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Baby Wamberly and Baby Lannister? Yeah. Wow. Why not? Fake band name of the week. The Holland Oats of Westeros and Charleston Meat. Anyway. um, We'll get... We'll get out of here on that because that doesn't make any sense. But filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can find things that do make sense occasionally. Uh, it's been a heck of a Labor Day weekend. I'm just going to go on the record. I already swore in the podcast. Sorry, everybody, for that. Uh, Dara, what what do we think we're going to do next for a show? What do we got? Mm, I will have to mull that over. I feel like there's I'm, – I'm, I'm a big flipping out fan. <gasps> Me too. Bravo. Love that show Best so much. It really require a recap of sorts, but I will just say for the record, if anyone's looking for a recommendation, it's like my best show. Um, and I, you're not a Housewives guy, so that's tough. I got to think about like, because I always love the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, my what favorite. is Atlanta film? Oh, I can yeah, get back into Atlanta. I think they're they're the funniest people on television. They are. They're getting paid double whatever they're currently getting paid they always have the best drama and they're hilarious Isn't like nini and kim are coming back too right i mean it's gonna be a really good season it's a big is, deal is kim the one who was like on facts of life back in the day no no that's Tootie. kim field she is a kim 
Yeah. Okay. But she's the one. She's married to uh, Croy. What's his Beerman. face? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to get in on Atlanta. That's a promise. I couldn't do New York last year. I apologize. He's an NFL player. Or former. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. NFL players, they aren't that interesting. But they're wives. Now we're talking. All right, Darren, enjoy the rest of Labor Day. And thanks for being on. And stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Cindy, thanks for gutting it out. Anytime. I know you had a a lot of fun at the baseball game last night. (laughs) Go Charlotte Knights. That's right. All right, everybody, enjoy your Labor Day. We'll see you this fall. Oh, by the way, filibuster, filibuster freestyle fantasy football league draft is tonight. And um, just, I know you two ladies don't care, but to, that was a big alliteration. To right live there. alliterations, in fact, so much so that I said filibuster twice. <laughs> but again, it, it just goes to show you what kind of weekend it's been. All right, Dad, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Everybody else, hope you enjoyed this. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes, thanks. This is the end of the-